welcome to the Build Your Career podcast by Spark Life. I am your host, Devdeep Chaudhary. In this episode, we have a very special guest, Mr. Dinesh Mohan, public speaking coach, professional storyteller, keynote speaker, and real estate expert. Dinesh's latest venture, Academy of Public Speaking, aims to coach working professionals, entrepreneurs, business leaders, CEOs, CFOs, and directors of established organizations and corporations regarding effectively commanding the stage. Along with being a highly experienced public speaking coach, Dirish is also an astute market analyst and business development professional specializing in joint venture deals and high-ticket real estate transactions. Currently, he's working with Pushman and Wakefield as the vice president and uh, vice president of land and capital markets. We are going to discuss in detail various aspects of public speaking today, presentation skills and effective communication strategies, crucial in ensuring success in modern corporate world. Uh, let us start. welcome Dirish to the podcast. How are you? I'm doing good, David. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Uh, uh, you're most welcome. I'm looking forward eagerly for our conversation now. So let me just dive in. And uh, obviously, the first question is that what uh, made you take up teaching public speaking to professionals? Do you reckon that it is something that uh, many face as a challenge but are unable to address? Devdeep, I began my journey on stage in 2006 during my engineering days. In 2009, okay. I, I co-founded a, a Toastmaster club called Banjara Toastmasters okay. as a mentor and co-founder wherein I started working with people across sections of the society, from entrepreneurs, directors of organizations, students to housewives. And the common thread that existed amongst everybody yeah. was the lack of self-confidence, inhibitions that hold them back, right. and the inability to express themselves before an audience. Now, when it comes to professionals, they're the most pained of the entire lot right. because it costs them far more than everybody else. Mm -hmm. People who turn up to get coached uh, by me, be it uh, doctors, engineers, software professionals, directors, entrepreneurs, they're right. all actually exceptionally good at what they do. You know, they probably graduated from the best institutions, exceptionally skillful. Exactly. But they're unable to express themselves before an audience, put across their views, and mm -hmm. probably drive home their point. And it's effectively costing them their growth. There are many who come back and tell me that, uh, Dirish, you know, um, I was at a tech summit and I, I goofed up. I wasn't uh, able to convince my senior management. Uh, you know, I think I'm not driving home um, effective meetings with my team. Exactly. And uh, essentially because at some point in time, they get into this zone of self-questioning and they start to ask if they are worthy of what they're doing. Okay. And the one thing that stops them is probably standing up and speaking before an audience. Mm -hmm. And I therefore thought that I should start working with professionals and help them discover the method behind the madness of stage mm -hmm. and evolve and grow. And it's a beautiful process of self-discovery and it's been extremely fruitful. Yeah, I can imagine. And uh, I, I mean, uh, this made me curious. Uh, did you ever have any trouble uh, in public speaking? Now, you know, um, in my third year of engineering, I would I'd never taken to stage. And not even to uh, you know attempt a recitation uh, contest. Oh, uh, probably wow. okay. the last I was on stage was uh, uh, delivering the school pledge in front ah. of an audience. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would probably give me the jitters. Right. Until I heard of Toastmasters during my um, second year of engineering, I always thought it was about you know raising. It's about you know something to do with raising a toast, but never knew it's a platform on. Public speaking, I, I do exactly. not know to this day, uh, Dave Deep, that, you know, uh, what got me to attend a meeting. Uh -huh, uh, most, right. most of it was a calling. Mm 
But the day I stood before a, a room half filled with people and I received applause from them, I realized that I could speak. And that in many ways, you know, uh, uncluttered a whole lot of innovations that existed within me. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, it's been a journey of uh, winning numerous contests, failing in quite a few, learning and discovering myself along the way. So ah. to your question, uh, still probably I was 20, 21, I was not on stage. But the last 15 years um, has been a continuous journey on stage and I've discovered mm-hmm. life on stage. And I felt that it's time now to impart that knowledge, which I yeah. have been doing um, since the last 12, 13 years, but now with a formal platform of the Academy of Public Speaking. Uh, that is such a wonderful story. So, yeah, I mean, in this podcast, because the listeners are young, uh, they uh, they would love they would love to hear uh, stories and anecdotes which are personal in nature. So that's why I asked you. Uh, let's move on, uh, and thank sure. you for being candid. Uh, so the next question is that um, you know, public speaking is particularly a Herculean task for individuals who are prone to anxiety, and the pre-presentation phase can be a trigger. Uh, you know, seeing a lot of people or seeing a hustle and bustle going on. Uh, so what is your approach uh, when you try and teach people to deal with this sort of anxiety? Now, when you look back at why you grow anxious, why people dread public speaking, yes, is that one point where one person is standing before 10, 50, 100, 1000, whatever be the number, yeah, and they are prone to be vulnerable. Or they need to be vulnerable and speak their mind. Mm-hmm. And they have a hundred eyes glued at them. Which in turn gets gets them into a self-questioning mode and all the demons within pop up. Mm-hmm. Right. Essentially, and the only way to get over it is to face it, to learn it, and to uh-huh. evolve through it. Okay. And there is a way and a method to do it. Ideally, uh, public speaking, like say singing or dancing, mm-hmm. is an art form. And if you need to learn something, like how you go to school or college to learn your degree, Mm -hmm. here also you need to learn it, you need to practice it, and more importantly, you need a mentor or coach to help you with it because you need to learn it the right way. Right, And my job is to enable people to understand, face their fears, help them, handhold them, and Mm -hmm. get them to a point where I step back and they'll flourish. Uh, Yeah, yeah. the entire concept of, you know, a panic attack or anxiety to answer it more in particular, mm-hmm. it is important to be a little anxious. It is important to be a little vulnerable because it brings out the best in you. Uh-huh. But if it's beyond a certain measure, it's the cause of self-destruction. Right. And the only way to temper it is by working at developing the skill. Right. And with right. time, effort and practice, uh, you'll surely get over it. It is something that is absolutely achievable. In fact, I'll tell mm-hmm. you this, uh, if you're not a singer, if you mm-hmm. don't have a voice, you can never be a singer. Mm-hmm. As much as you can try, like, I would bray like a donkey, I cannot sing for nothing. <laughs> right. right. But okay. anybody who can speak mm-hmm. can become a public speaker or can stand before an audience and deliver a speech with confidence. Right. Respect of whether he's, he excels at it or does a decent job, he right. can achieve it. And it's a skill that is achievable and learnable by all. That's exactly. the fundamental difference between speaking and public speaking. So anybody out there who, who believes that they want to express themselves and drive home their point mm-hmm. and gun acceptance, it's a skill worth learning. Yeah, it's an it's an excellent point, and particularly uh, what I what I could uh, take home is that 
you were saying that uh, there is a thin line of uh, difference between being jittery and panic being jittery perhaps keeps you uh, keeps oneself on their toes and being panicked might uh, lead to a meltdown so if uh, with experts like you who can guide people in you know navigate that uh, very thin line of difference between having a little bit of anxiety and having a you know and op- as opposed to having a meltdown it can be a wonderful uh, thing to achieve uh, so uh, dinesh you told me about the you know uh, the size of audience and something like that uh, or something of those proportions can affect someone's uh, mental state while speaking right. so uh, right. and uh, there is uh, there there are uh, instances where people lack confidence because of this particular issue so uh, do you think is there any way to overcome it or this lack of confidence can be attributed to their overall persona and has to be worked uh, in a much deeper way rather than you know uh, just piecemeal way if there is one occasion or one event where one has to speak what is your approach is it wholesome or is it uh, event uh, or stage by stage no it it's a it's a uh, process of evolution where you learn things over a period of time when when someone comes to so me you yeah. know uh, they have their own set of uh, background from where they come the, uh, the the inhibitions they carry the clutter that exists within them mm-hmm. and as a coach it's my job to understand each person his skills his ability his strengths and mm-hmm. help them channelize in achieving what they want to so whether okay. it's before 10 people or 100 people or 1000 people The whole right. concept is that once you garner your zone of confidence and you're mm-hmm. able to speak before a certain audience, yeah. which time you'll be able to scale and speak before a larger audience, and it's only a matter of time and practice and effort okay. and mentoring that will get you to, you know, uh, deliver a speech uh, before whatever the size of the audience may be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very interesting. And uh, the uh, engaging your audience skillfully is also an art. So. Uh, Uh, many many face a problem regarding that do you have any tips for making it easier how to engage your audience see the fundamental difference between uh, speaking and reading is that hmm. if an, an audience can't come back and tell you hey uh, devdeep i lost your last paragraph can you repeat it right it's your job as a good speaker to engage your audience in the first go and to captivate them hmm. and to keep them hooked Mm-hmm. for which the fun, there are a lot of fundamental principles on structuring on scripting on the knack of using the right terminologies right words uh, yeah. and also fundamentally trying to answer one question which the audience is going to ask mm-hmm. that is what is in it for me exactly. any person who's sitting before you everybody mm-hmm. in the audience is going to ask this question subconsciously mm-hmm. what's in it for me why should i listen to you Right. and has a speaker it is your job to answer that question most effectively which mm-hmm. is why they say before you address an audience understand mm. your audience understand their needs understand mm-hmm. their background from where they come from uh-huh. and what is it that they would like to hear from you and right. is your content tailored to, to you know uh, address their requirements or understand. more often i find lot of speakers who are who are good at speaking think they can speak a lot but mm-hmm. they often end up you know speaking uh, being uh, either you know uh, totally uh, self indulgent mm-hmm. and therefore they fail to connect with an audience so right. fundamentally you need to be a good speaker you need to work at seeing what is it that the audience want to hear from you 
Yeah, very interesting. So, right. You, I mean, what uh, you are saying is basically put yourself in the audience's shoe and then uh, try and engage them. That's a, I think that's a wonderful suggestion. Uh, moving on, uh, time management is also an utmost. It's it's a very important aspect of public speaking. With many failing to adhere to it, uh, and that invariably makes other speakers suffer and prolong events. Uh, how do you yeah. approach this sensitive issue when you are training people? Essentially, if you're training corporate big wigs, because you understand if you're asking someone to limit your speech, yeah. it can be a little, I think, uh, I mean, of course, you're the expert here. So uh, tell us something about it. How do you approach it? So two things. Yeah, essentially, over the years, I've noticed a lot of corporate big wigs, your CEOs, CFOs, yeah. who are called to speak for uh, five minutes, and then they end up speaking for about 20 to 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is that they do not realize they have overshot time. Yes. Two is that they're either trying to get into the flow, and by the time they could get into the flow, they've actually completed their time slot. Oh, yeah. Or many of them think that, you know, I hold a certain position and therefore I'm entitled to speak for this time. Definitely. And all of this is absolutely wrong. Mm-hmm. You are devaluing your audience by doing so. Mm-hmm. In fact, a good speaker is one who is allotted five minutes. And if he knows to step off stage at 4 minutes, 45 seconds, mm-hmm. he is valued. Let me, give you an Let me give you an example. Assume you have the best biryani prepared. Right. And you're served a first mm-hmm. serving. Mm-hmm. You really love it. You mm-hmm. like it. Yes. The second place, you still somehow manage to eat it. Mm-hmm. The third place, even if it's the best biryani in the world, mm-hmm. you really not want to have it anymore. Exactly. Similarly, as a, as a, you, may, you may be the best speaker, mm-hmm. but if you don't know to stop mm-hmm. when the going is good, after right. a point, the audience will tire. And what will remain is the last bit of what you have left them with. Mm-hmm. The third serving of the biryani where you're so full is what will make you suffocate. Similarly, yes. the audience will say, hey, he started off well, it was all night, but you know, towards the end, he dragged. And therefore, mm-hmm. as a good speaker... <clears throat> You should always leave your audience wanting for more. Fantastic. And therefore, you learn to need to stick to your time. I'll give you one learning I had in the early phase of my uh, journey in speaking. Mm -hmm. uh, This was in 2006, my early days of speaking. There was an inter-club debate in Toastmasters. In those days, Toastmasters was a very small organization. There were eight clubs in Bangalore and India. Sri Lanka was one district. And now it's Mm -hmm. like spread its it's become a large organization. Now, we had okay. an inter-class club debate wherein the time was uh, five to seven minutes. Okay. I spoke within time and mm. I stepped off. Mm. My uh, cook, uh, you know, my partner, because the mm. foreign against the team, he mm-hmm. spoke for seven minutes, 32 seconds. 7.30 is the cutoff. Okay. And then we had to win it. We were disqualified based on time. Mm. Okay. And that was a learning I picked. And in my life, if you ever overshoot time, mm-hmm. it's a sin that you're committing mm-hmm. because time is something within your control. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you need to know to stick to time. And ever since that day, at any contest or any platform where I know I need to stick to a mm-hmm. certain time, there are classroom sessions and coaching sessions where I extend my time because people are learning from me. Mm-hmm. But if I'm allotted a time slot and it matters that I should finish within that time, mm-hmm. I make sure I come back. 
and I value stage time because stage time is not just valuing yourself, mm-hmm. but valuing every person in the audience who's sitting there, and you right. can't take them for right. So basically, uh, quality over quantity, right? No, quality over quantity. The idea of a good speaker is that within the time given, you should know to drive home all the points you mm-hmm. need to effective man, and that's the. Uh, that's why you need to learn public speaking as an art form and understand the various nuances of how you could do that effectively. Right. So uh, that brings me to my next question: that uh, what is the best way to prepare for a session in public speaking where you have to remember a lot of stuff? Like, do you recommend practicing the entire content before, or keep bullet points, keep a notepad, or cue cards, or something like that? Now, a couple of things. Now, it depends on the time that you need to speak for. You, you're addressing an audience. Mm-hmm. You're given a time slot of ten minutes, right? Right. right. Ten minutes would translate to anywhere between thousand, thousand two hundred words. Right. Now, if you write a two thousand word speech and try to deliberate in ten minutes, then it's a, it's clearly a a failure from the word go. You can deliver mm-hmm. about hundred words a minute. Exactly. That's if you think your content, write it down. Mm-hmm. You know, go through it a couple of times. Mm-hmm. At least try to see that you stick to it seventy to eighty percent of what you've written. Okay. And therefore, you have control over time. You have clarity of thought. You're prepared for the speech. You're mm-hmm. sticking to the point that you want to drive home. Okay. And you're being specific and detailed. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, assume you're delivering a presentation, which is an hour long. Yeah. Now you afford to do that. Mm-hmm. There, what you do is either use a PowerPoint presentation where you split it into four sections, each of fifteen minutes each. Keep the content bifurcated, and every time a slide comes up, yeah, you consciously know the content that you want to speak exactly. and the amount of time you want to invest in each. At the yeah. end of every fifteen or twenty minutes, try to do a recap so that you have the audience with you. Okay. In those cases, bullet points or trying to put your points in line and understanding how much you need to speak at each point. Keep a check to see that mm-hmm. after twenty minutes, have I completed how much I should? At the end of thirty minutes, have I completed how much? Or am I lagging? Mm-hmm. So you need to be clear about where you are. Okay. So you you can't afford to think that it's a one hour presentation. So on this point, I'll go on for twenty minutes, and then you realize you're supposed to complete, and then you just try rushing through it. Right. 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 So you can't practically learn up content for a one hour uh, mm-hmm. delivery, but then you should be aware of what you should be speaking at each point. And how you're planning to drive it, mm-hmm. and that should help you, you know, uh, keep keep yourself in good stead while trying to complete it. It's right. a matter of practice that that happens over a period of time. Of course, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, and I think these advice these are invaluable. Uh, whoever is listening is uh, probably learning a, a lot today about how to uh, make a presentation successful and how to practice it in a way that makes uh, anyone confident about delivering uh, a speech or a public speaking event. Uh, now, uh, this one is, uh, you know, it it is probably in everyone's mind that uh, many well-prepared speakers fumble when it comes to tongue twisters and that can become a tipping point in a presentation. Uh, what is your suggestion when it comes to managing such tongue twisters? You you say avoid them completely, but who people who can't avoid them, what do you, what do you recommend they do? There are two things here, you know. In the first place, the idea of delivering a, a terrific speech is yeah. to keep it simple. You know, mm-hmm. the simplest is the greatest sophistication, as they say. 
Yeah. So if you are struggling with a certain tongue twister and you are aware you're struggling with a certain yeah, tongue yeah. twister, avoid it as simple as that. You know, <laughs> avoid it is, because I don't believe there's any word in, in the English dictionary that doesn't have a parallel synonym or a meaning for it. Yeah, of right? course. Generally, people try to use these tongue twisters to showcase that they have great vocabulary. Hmm, that is Now, true. That is that is a big are, point. Yeah, speaking is not about showcasing your talent. It's about expressing your views. There is a saying we say: speak to express, never to impress. Right. So if you are a speaker on stage mm-hmm. and people hear you and say he's amazing, mm-hmm. but what he spoke, I really don't know. This oh. means you fail to speak. Now, at the end of this podcast, if people don't have content valuable enough for them to take home. Then I mm. fail as a speaker, right? Yeah, true. Fundamentally, that's the key aspect of a good speaker is that he expresses his views, his content, his messaging mm. in the most simple and yet the most effective way. Right. So yeah, if there are tongue twisters that you are struggling to use, mm-hmm. you already are aware of it before you go on stage. Definitely. Avoid. And ninety-nine percent of the time, I'm certain you would find other ways and means to handle it. Yeah, I, I completely agree. If you don't have anyone, that's that's only there. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And uh, lastly, uh, this is uh, I'm I don't know if you have uh, faced ever, but many have faced issues of hecklers in an audience. Uh, it can be irritating, disorienting, and disruptive. Uh, what is the Dirish Mohan way of handling hecklers? Or if you can give us an anecdote, if you have faced any ever. Devi, uh, let's understand one thing. In life, the you're not always going to have friends around you. Oh, definitely. You have people who like you. You're going to have people who dislike you. You have people mm. who love to hate you, and you have people who don't want to see you succeed. Right. True. And yet, they're listening to you because they want to know what you are up to, right? And uh, you don't have a choice there. Mm. So you need to learn to orient yourself well. Mm. Now, uh, let me address this on two fronts. One is while acting, while delivering a speech. A speech is a, largely a monologue where one person is standing before thousand people and delivering. Yes. Second is I also do something more complex, which is moderating mm-hmm. a session or a. I host an initiative called a Take on Life, wherein I host discussions and concepts like tackling failure, handling pressure, uh, decoding emotions. You'll okay. find a few YouTube videos of the same if you type a Take on Life with Dirish Mohan. No, oh, definitely. I'll, I'll, I'll take. I'll have a look. Please, a live audience who walks in and I get them to speak. I drive conversations on live, right? Okay. Okay. So I think that is an entirely difficult task altogether. So I'll address this in two parts. Now, mm-hmm. if you are standing on stage and delivering a speech, mm-hmm. and you look around, you find there are some people who are so disinterested that it could put you off. Yes. What True. Now, every time when you're standing on stage, there's something called a line of sight that you establish with your audience. Yes. That is not eye eye eyeballs. You know, connect with the eyes, mm-hmm. and you try to see the audience to see you know the different kind of people who exist there. Mm-hmm. You will find a few people who are you know very responsive and completely glued to what you hear. Now mm-hmm. they are the helpers for you. You know the people who are actually motivating you to do well. Mm-hmm. Keep a mark of them, and you can always come back to them at regular intervals to reinforce your belief that you're doing well. Yeah, that's fantastic. You'll have across audiences where you find a few people who are. Disinterested, and you can clearly see it on your face. Mm-hmm. The one thing you just need to do is ignore. Mm-hmm. That is basically avoid your line of sight with that person if you believe it's going to demotivate you. 
because okay. it's not going to help your cause. Right. You start to believe that, oh, I'm not doing a good job, and that's what he wants you to do. Hmm. Right? Okay. So yes. your job is simply to see that, avoid a line of sight with such a person. Understandable. And yeah. You should, you find thousands of others in the audience who probably be more reciprocative and you'd still be able to drive home what you want to and do a good job on stage. Now, answering yes. the second part with respect to moderating a show. Hmm. Now, in such programs, like I was probably doing a show on emotions and I had one person who was uh, doing his doctorate in, in psychology. Okay. And she was out there trying to prove that he's very knowledgeable. Mm -hmm. You know, he knows a lot. And she's trying to capture attention in such a manner that if I would offer him an inch, he would take a mile. Mm -hmm. Now, what happens there is that it disrupts a discussion. It disrupts others in the audience who want to share and they start to feel, man, oh, this guy is, you know, way too knowledgeable. What if I'm speaking? Uh, uh, it intimidates now, the audience. Yeah, they get intimidated. His job is to, you know, feel that, you know, oh, wow, I have people listening to me. Right. In some cases, what you do is, uh, your job is to paraphrase views these people offer. So probably uh, you give them a minute to speak and it goes on to speak for three minutes or four minutes. The okay. end of a minute and a half, it's your job is to button and say, can you, you know, paraphrase your thoughts in a better manner? And so, yeah, oh, from what I understand, this is what you mean. Yes. I yes. would rather paraphrase it and move on to the next person. Right. After which, I would probably certainly come back to him. Mm -hmm. Instead of coming back maybe two, three times, I would come back to him once after a time period of about 10, 15 minutes. Uh, so that he still feels included, mm -hmm. but and not left out, but others also get an equal am amount of chance. Right. Now, that's a skillful uh, act that comes with experience and practice yeah, and being on screen that happens over a period of time. So you're bound to have people who... Mm -hmm wouldn't like you being there. Uh, you need to learn, you need to mm. practice, you need to evolve. And with time, you'll certainly be at a point where, you know, you'll be able to handle all of this. That's life. Yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree. And I cannot overstate that how important uh, these valuable tips are. And uh, half an hour is too less to possibly talk to you on this subject and I wish uh, we could talk more but we have a set format and we also need to as you said uh, stick to the time but uh, my the, the listeners should know that Mr. Dirish Mohan is on uh, Spark Live giving out uh, paid lessons on uh, how to uh, deliver public speaking in style and how to capture the audience's uh, rapt attention. Dirish uh, Mohan, thank you so much for uh, speaking to Build Your Career Podcast and uh, I hope uh, that uh, you enjoyed speaking to us as much as I did to you. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure, Devdi, being on the, on the show. Some really nice questions that got me thinking and uh, I really do hope whatever knowledge uh, I have shared will yes. help people over a period of time and I think uh, that would make me feel uh, those are those are invaluable. I think that those are absolutely wonderful. Uh, thank you so much and uh, have a great day. Thank you, David. Uh, take much. care. Take care. Bye. Bye.